Hello, and welcome to the Flip and Shift podcast. My name is Julie Walls. This podcast was based on the Flip and Shift's tagline, flipping your thinking to then shifting your behavior. The Flip and Shift podcast focuses on temperament to then how we evolve in our thinking to which influences our behaviors. We create belief systems throughout life, which affects the outcomes in our lives. Did you know that you can reprogram these belief systems? To produce the outcomes you so desire. No matter what you're dealing with, there will always be a solution for you. So, this podcast should give you some hope. Yay! With each episode, we'll be chatting with leading experts in the field that have overcome struggles of their own. They found their way to overcome areas in their lives that needed focus and are now actually helping others to find their way. We all have a story to share. Let's learn from our past to change our future, and most importantly, inspire and help others along the way. If you are wanting to feel empowered, inspired, and are ready to make those changes in your life, you are subscribed to the right podcast. And hey, thank you so much for your support. Now, grab your favorite drink or snack, turn up the volume, kick back, and enjoy this chat. Hello, everyone. Today, we have Dr. Michael Wistat from Medigrun Clinic in Augsburg, Germany. He is the key physician on staff and the founder of the Medigrun Clinic. They use conventional and non-conventional medical therapies to help patients from all over the world who are suffering from severe neurological disorders, advanced cancers, ALS, Lyme disease, and other complex autoimmune disorders. He will be sharing with us his journey into this field, and we will learn about his compassionate and caring approach to helping his patients. We had a little bit of technical difficulties on this podcast. We began discussing where he's from, some personal pertinent information about Dr. Wistat, and just overall how he became a doctor in traditional medicine. So please enjoy this episode with Dr. Michael Wistat. Chondria, for example, which is really important to look at when, when you took antibiotics for a long time. Okay. Nobody is really looking at neurotransmitters or hormones in the body. So we start with doing a lot of testing, 200, 300 different tests at the beginning. And therefore, our treatment also changes within the first week. As soon as we have a new lab result coming in and it gives us new information, we adjust the treatment to that. And then it's also possible that we have to prolong the treatment because of the findings, the recent findings. So usually we discover one or two new things in every patient that have, have to be addressed. And I think also important is our aftercare. So it, it rarely happens that we see a patient, have a patient here for three, four or five weeks and he is significantly better afterwards. That takes time because it's also a very demanding treatment. We give people between five and 11 IVs per day. So this is not easy. Yeah. Therefore, it takes time to recover from these IVs and from this treatment. And most of the good things happen when people are at home. And in our opinion, it's important that the aftercare is in place so that we at least are with the patients for one more year. Yeah, I, I really, from my experience, and I went to a stem cell clinic and, you know, we were doing about five to 10 IVs a day. Uh, for several weeks. And then I went home and I felt as if I'm like, okay, well, what am I supposed to expect next? Right. Mm -hmm. I did all these amazing IVs and IV cocktails. 
And then I also was, you know, waiting on my stem cells to kick in and, and help heal me. But I felt like I was kind of in limbo land. And that's one of the things that I, I wish I would have had that type of aftercare program because you do, you start mentally spiraling, right? You need the support. You need the guidance. I hate to say this, but a lot of people need reassurance that, Hey, you just put all this money and effort towards trying to heal yourself. What's going on with me internally? Is this working? And I think I'm sure you already have that staff in place that helps with that, right? Yeah, definitely. So we try to, to be available even on the weekends for desperate patients. I think that's really important. You, you should not leave them alone for two or three days if there is a, a big problem in their life. Yeah, I think that's what sets you aside from the other clinics that I've witnessed and other clinics I that so. I consider going to. And even I know a few of your former patients that went to you, they commented how your aftercare was exceptional. Not only your inpatient care, but your aftercare was exceptional because you do need that encouragement. You do need that access, that, that, you know, accessibility, which I, and support and guidance when, you know, you get home and you feel bad a bit. And then, you know, how that goes, that hill of like, Oh, I feel better. And then I feel worse. And then I feel better. And then I feel worse. Right. And that yeah, just and happens with, with healing. So yeah, I, chronically wonderful. ill patients, chronically ill patients have, have a lot of time on their hands usually. And there is a lot of thinking and very often there is this, down spiral. Yeah. 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 That does happen. It happened to myself and it happened to most everybody that I know that's had to go through some pretty difficult treatment processes. So, okay. So let me ask you, what do you think is the secret to your successful outcomes in your clinic? I think it's, it's the aftercare is a big part of it. I think it's also the, the intense treatment we do here and the testing, as I mentioned before, yeah. I think it's also that we can choose from several stem cell therapies here. So we are not uh, using always the blood stem cells. So we can choose from blood stem cells, we can choose from fat stem cells, and we can also choose from secretome, which is another name for exosomes. And oh. all of it is, is aut- autologous, so from yourself. Oh, wow. I didn't realize you had that many options. Because you yeah, go to, Yeah, and so can you just kind of give a little bit of the differences between those stem cells and mm-hmm. how do, what's the application? The application is, is always IB. So we, we do not give it in, in the muscle or in the spine area or something like that. We believe that the body is distributing the stem cells where it needs them. So we basically use the, the blood stem cells, for example, when we have an F- active Lyme case. Okay. To modulate the immune system, to get the immune system back on track. And the whole preparation treatment here is working for this purpose as well. The fat stem cells is yeah, like you do in the United States when you have cartilage issues or something like that. But also when we think that Lyme is not a big problem anymore, when your immune system is already reacting again, and there is a lot of repair work to do on nerves or something like that, then we, we choose fat stem cells, for example. And the exosomes... That autoimmunity is a big issue for the exosomes because these are several shots over a certain amount of time and people have to stay longer for this treatment. Okay. That's mainly autoimmunity, stroke treatments as well. Then we chose this. Now, let me ask you this because I felt for myself, I did fat. And Mm. and do you think that that's the best approach? Because for me, I ended up getting encephalitis from it. Mm. Do you see that? And then, and I'm, I'm sure Lyme uh, patients are tuning in. 
do you recommend that as the first approach or is it just kind of case dependent? That is case dependent. So when, okay. when you have active Lyme in your body and, and Lyme is raging in your body, I would never choose the fat stem cells. So okay. that's definitely, you need a lot of preparation and then the blood stem cells. Yeah. Yeah. I, after, after I went through that whole process and I learned a lot more, you know, it took me some time. I think it took me about two years to really Mm -hmm. come back from that. I did, you know, peptide therapies as well. Now, do you also do peptide therapies? We cannot use many in Germany, but we can use um, thymus still, whole gland extract and uh, tumosine alpha and beta. I think that's also some of the peptides you can use. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. I can't get over how many options you have for folks to heal. I mean, I really think it's truly impressive because, you know, a lot of people go to those one-stop shops and I don't Mm. think they have the best outcomes, to be honest with you. And that's just my opinion, but I'm really impressed by you. Now, my other question is, if you were to think about this, if somebody's tuning in today and they're really, really struggling, they've been diagnosed with an illness or a disorder and they've gone down, you know, conventional paths of healing and have been unsuccessful, what's your recommendation that you can give them or any messages of hope that you can share with them today? Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I gave you a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people come here and they are on, on a certain therapy for three plus years and are not getting better. And I t- tell my patients, when you have no success after, after six months with one single therapy, then at least look into it or try to add something because... That's, that's not normal. After six months, something should happen. Maybe negatively, hopefully positively, but you should not be the same as before the, the therapy. So then start digging again. That's yeah. maybe the, the best thing. That's wonderful. Now, my question, my final question is, and I could probably talk your ear off for hours because I do have more questions for you. I think your approach is very all-encompassing. I think the idea that, and you do do some genetic testing, correct? Yeah, you do. do Yeah. And this is a side question. I'm going to throw you for a loop with genetic testing. What have you found as far as genetic expressions? Is it I mean, do you actually see active expression happening? And I'm curious to know, some folks have just such a different approach on how you can turn that off. Do you think you can turn it off? I think you can turn it off, but it usually takes a long time. So it's a lot of detoxing is usually necessary to do that. Yeah. And of course, hitting the right buttons in the body. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think when you, it, yeah, when you do yeah. genetic testing, are you mm-hmm. looking for, uh, I mean, obviously you just don't go, go off the genetic, hey, you've got this variant combo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, is it kind of an analytical approach where you're like, all right, well, let's try this route to kind mm-hmm. of dampen that expression. Is that your approach to that? Yeah, we do everything the G needs to to switch on or to switch off to support it doing that. We cannot force it to do it, but we we give the body everything that it needs to and try to get rid of everything that that maybe hinders that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So my other question is, so I learned a little bit. I went to a geneticist, obviously <laughs> I did everything. Dr. Wistat. I went to a geneticist. I went to two actually. And each one of them told me that, you know, your body is set up genetically mm-hmm. to have that predisposition, right? So I had two variants of Alzheimer's and we have that in our family. So now mm-hmm. if you've got a genetic predisposition and it's 10%, that 80% 80- mm-hmm or that 90, 90, 80% makes up of, okay, well, make sure you're detoxing, 
Make mm-hmm. sure you're moving. Make sure you're, you know, eating the right foods. And then that way you could keep that expression piece, that potential yeah. off, right? Yeah. Do, yeah. do you agree with that? Because I mean, no, that's I- our that's our approach as well. So we cannot force the body to to switch off this gene without addressing the 80-90% you mentioned. That's yeah. impossible in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's interesting. And I, I would love to chat with you more about that. My question is for you, if a person is wanting to heal, they're struggling, they're, they're sick, and they're like, I'm just exhausted with going all these conventional routes. Nothing's working for me. How can they come to you for help? What's mm-hmm. the process and what programs do you have? So we don't have any programs. So there are some, some illnesses we treat more often than, than others. So the main illnesses we treat are Lyme and co-infections and fluoroquinolone intoxicity. That's the majority of the patients come for that to us. Um, usually they contact us by email and then we send him, him or her an introduction letter. We usually ask for them to have to do um, some steps before they come. So um, seeing a biological dentist is, is very important. Having someone look at the C1, C2, uh, the two vertebras in the neck. For women, at least check your breast implants. If, if necessary, take them out and then check your home for mold. So that's... That's true for all patients that want to come. So that's at least our recommendation, our recommendation. And we learned this from the last 10 years we did this because all these were yeah, great help to get people healthy when they plateaued in their healing. It, that is so true though. And you were very vocal about that. I know in the Lyme community, I, you would put that out there. You would give that free advice. Have you checked your, your home for mold? Do you have breast implants? I think that discovery is really fascinating because people are not recognizing that what they put in their body and Mm -hmm. the dental component to it Mm -hmm. and exactly the vertebrae, that's so important. And I think if you do those type of steps prior to coming for full treatment, you'll have a better success rate, right? Because you do have fantastic outcomes at your clinic. So Mm -hmm. I'm really impressed by you. And, And so, so then they need to contact you, correct? They would need to, to set up a consultation type appointment through Medigrun Clinic yeah. they would need to contact your staff, do yeah. the pre-steps before all that you mentioned. And then the next step would be flying to your clinic or coming, driving to your clinic. And then yeah. what then after that? Then we have them here. Then we start with all the lab work. So you have to give a lot of urine, stool, blood the first days you are here, some saliva, and we start with some treatments that are basically the same for everybody in the first two or three days. That's to increase the performance of your detox organs, of your liver, of your lungs, of your kidneys. And as soon as we have lab results, we adjust the treatment. Of course, we have a plan in mind based on the information we get from the patients. And based on the lab work, they could send up front. That usually changes. So what's not mandatory, but what we test in most patients is, for example, heavy metals. If we think you are too weak to do a provocation test, we send in um, hair from you to a lab and, and check the heavy metal levels. So we do the heavy metal testing. That's really important. That's what we do in everybody. And okay. we also test for pesticides like like glyphosate, which can also have a big impact on your gut bacteria. Gut okay. bacteria is a basic test. And then we start treating. Then you get um, most of the treatments are IV or machine-based, like colon hydrotherapy, intravenous laser therapy, something like that. And you get also oral supplements 
from us to address this. And then we do the preparation course. Usually for most Lyme patients is two weeks of preparation. Then we do the stem cells. Then we have you here for three to five days afterwards to observe you after the stem cells. And then we send you home with your aftercare plan. And then at the beginning, we stay in, in weekly contact and we adjust your supplement plan every three months. That's the plan. Wow, that's awesome. I know when I had my stem cells, I pretty much went home the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there yeah. was really no plan, nothing. I, I felt very lost. So that's awesome that you guys do that. That's wonderful. So now, so patients would probably anticipate what, at least maybe one or two months with you guys? Is- no, it's, it's three to five weeks usually for Lyme patients. Okay, yeah. okay, wonderful. Well, I think all that you do is absolutely amazing. I'm extremely honored that you were willing to come on here. I know you're going to give a lot of hope today for folks that are frantically seeking and searching. And I I just think that you're just an amazing clinic. And I've been really impressed by you. And honestly, I wish I would have went over to you guys first before what I did. So I think I would have saved a lot of time, energy, and absolutely money. (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm really honored and I'm really impressed. And thank you so much for all your services. I really, we really appreciate it. You're welcome. And thank you for, for having me again. So that's yes, wonderful. really appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, again, you guys, this is Dr. Michael Wistat. He's with the Medigrun Clinic in Otsburg, Germany. And if right. you guys are interested in learning more about his services, what he can do to help you, you guys check him out at https colon forward slash forward slash www.villa, V-I-L-L hyphen Medigrun, M-E-D-I-G-R-U-E-N dot D-E. Now, if you want to email, there's an email address. It's info at villa hyphen medigrun.de. So I will put all that information in the summary so you guys can link to him as well as email him if you have any further questions. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everything and I hope you have a fantastic day. Yes, I hope you too. (laughs) Wow. What a great episode and a special thank you to our expert today. I hope today's episode inspired you, empowered you, and gave you some hope today. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. Cheers, my friend. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, review, or even share this podcast to someone who needs hope and inspiration. You can connect with me at www.flipinshift.com. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and even Clubhouse at flipinshift. Please join me next time for another expert chat or survivor talk.